1: With your host, the baby face eel, Tama Tonga.
2: All righty, folks. We are back once again. It's that time of the week. You're on Twitch. You're listening to Tama's Island. I'm your co-host, as always, Ross W. Berman IV, the, the culture vulture, the folk city hustler, the disruptor, whatever the hell you want to call me. Uh, I'm here holding down the fort while Tama is on travel is on a travel hiatus with the G1 Climax. Last night, he was able to get the win over Tai Chi, getting a little revenge for that feud they had in the summer over the Iron Fingers of Doom. But because of that, it means it's just going to be me kind of holding down the fort, but luckily... I got a co-host with me who has had a pretty hell of a, a wild weekend in the wrestling world, a Thomas Island regular and someone who it sounds like is going to be uh, uh, featured a lot more on the show as we go forward. Please, y'all, welcome Kenesha to the show. How you doing, Kenesha? How's, the, how's the day treating you?
1: The day has treated me better than it did yesterday. Let's just say
2: that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, because yesterday you had the you had you had some some serious travel issues. We'll get into why you had travel issues in a second, but yeah, you had Southwest uh, left you uh, left you high and dry. It sounds like
1: they canceled two thousand flights. Oof, because they fired employees that didn't want to get vaccinated. So,
2: yeah. Oof. Damn, yeah, well, can, I'm, I'm glad you were able to, to finally navigate your way home. Uh, I know it's not exactly uh, an easy time to be flying these days, uh, but let's, let's, you know, let's start off with your weekend, because you had a hell of a weekend this weekend in the wrestling world. We'll get to the G1. We'll get to the, the big AEW Rampage buy-in news that was just announced a couple of hours ago. We'll get to all that in a second. But this weekend, Kanisha, you were over at the, uh, at the New York Comic-Con Doing a panel on uh, on diversity in wrestling, can you give give our uh, give our listeners a little bit of a background on, on what you were doing at Comic Con?
1: Hell yeah! So we had a amazing panel. Um, it was called the Beauty of Blackness in Wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it
1: was sponsored by Tiger Driver Nine X. I don't know if you guys know about them, but they are an amazing company run, run by Chris Wilson was a young cat but he has so much knowledge about marketing and business it's so sad that i, I was just, learn from him.
2: i was gonna say this kid is chris is young as hell i want to say he's like 23 24 so yeah. like he's, he's basically he's, he's basically like the daniel garcia of the merch game right now um
1: this dude knows his shit and he teaches he teaches us how to do things so he allowed myself faye jackson mm-hmm. um jay rose who is over well he used to be with Paradigm. Yep. Um, Seahawk Cameron Hawkins and Kazim, and we mm. had an amazing panel. We had a run-in, of course. That was <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> Tell,
2: who who was the run-in? I know who it was, but give give everyone a bit of a taste.
1: We had mjf decides <laughs> to ruin <laughs> all things black and wrestling <laughs> which is the most contradictory thing ever
2: <laughs> i guess that's the most mjf thing i've ever heard shows up to new york and poops on someone's party um uh.
1: <laughs> but it was hilarious because it was in the middle of me talking out of all people and of course he walks right in mm. and completely you know has his five minutes of fame but it was great it was it was fantastic it was the first time i've ever done a panel Mm-hmm. um at comic-con uh about wrestling so that was that was great uh, we had a lot of we had a lot of people turn out way more than we expected
2: oh hell yeah you had a good turn that's, was that's good. what was like the because uh, uh, you know it was obviously a very a very long weekend comic-con's a big place but what was what was yeah. like the the real kind of highlight for y'all when it when it came down to not just the panel but just the weekend in general how what was the what was the big the highlight? highlight
1: the highlight honestly was all of us getting together finally after this crazy ass pandemic because mm. that was a, the first time a lot of us had met you know me and, and fair have been friends for years but you know first time yep. i got to meet cameron and, and kazim finally um it was actually first time i got to meet chris okay even though we've been friends online for a while so just everybody getting together then we went to the bar after got food Mm-hmm. We had a really, really good time. I think that was the highlight, and then the fact that we got to network with a lot of wrestlers who, no clue, knew who the hell I was. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool, thanks." That's got
2: to be a damn good feeling. I was gonna say I saw some 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 photos online of folks like Tony Schiavone showed up at the the Tiger Driver booth at one point. Uh, I- we
1: were in the middle of setting up, and Tony Schiavone just come by and just like going through my jewelry. I was like, "Hey, hell yeah!" <laughs> But so that was cool. I got a chance to, to sell jewelry. Um, Katie Forbes loved my crap. So she's she's ordering things. Mm-hmm. I had a phone call come in. Sorry. All good.
2: All good. We can still hear um, you.
1: Okay, perfect. So meeting Katie Forbes, if you have not had the opportunity to meet her, like she's a lot of, you know, she's a lot on camera. Yep. But that's the she's sweetest fucking pie. Like she's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> she's great.
2: That's good to hear. Because between her and uh, the recent like, I don't know how to put the, the renaissance that RVD has been on for the past, like, I don't know, five to 10 years. It's It does. I'm, I am I, I do like them as kind of the first couple of wrestling right now. They're I so say. nice.
1: Yeah, they're so nice. That's like my fourth time meeting RVD. And every time I meet him, he's, he's a doll baby. So Absolutely. meeting her for the first time was great
2: absolutely that sounds like a great great time but comic-con wasn't the only thing you got to experience this weekend you were also at the gcw show uh in atlantic city this past uh saturday gcw presented fight club and i was i was watching this here in chicago on my couch it was a hell of a show you had obviously you had moxley versus gage but then you also had a a damn fine match between effie and uh matt cardona Just a lot yeah. of, and also GCW announcing that they're going to be at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Uh, in I believe it's January twenty third is mm-hmm. the date that they announced. What was the What was the 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 show like? Because this wasn't this wasn't just any GCW show. They were in their what I consider their home venue, the Showboat in yeah. Atlantic City. What is the What's the ambiance? What's the the vibe like in that venue?
1: It was incredible, to be honest with you. You know, GCW is known for having that rowdy crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, they. When I tell you, passion runs through the veins of those people like no other. It is real. Yeah. So, but it was a great show. Um, First of all, let's just talk about how fucking crazy. I'm sorry, I curse a lot. That's fine. So,
2: so does Thomas. So do I. This is we can we can curse up a fucking storm on here as long as we don't like throw out slurs and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So, I think fb really shine for mm-hmm. me because to, to hang with matt Cardona the way that he did it was it was fantastic and his storytelling abilities are is just crazy you know the whole choke out but then he starts to like it so you don't yep. know what to do with it it's, it's great and well, then
2: for uh, go ahead uh, no no I, I was gonna say and him and cardona are such i feel like they're perfect foils for each other because like cardona is he's so much in that I don't know how to put it other than that—that kind of bro breeder culture. It's Mm -hmm. like it's all it's all Disney and being a uh, fiance guy and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, and then you've got Effie who is the king of the nighttime, the king of the internet, whatever you, whatever you want to call them. it. It is creates studio
1: 50, what is it? Studio 54. If that was a person. Yes. It's yes. Happy. It's, it's
2: studio, it's studio 54 versus club 233 or whatever the hell that Disney club is where they let you, <laughs> they let you dine with, uh, Cinderella, but they, they create such this great yin and yang. And then you add the fact that, uh, Effie has been running around with Alley Catch and the team mm-hmm. Bussie, and the team Bussy, and now Chelsea Green making a a, a shocking uh, sh- uh, debut in GCW, helping Matt Cardona get the Internet Championship back. Clearly, yeah. that mixed tag match is coming uh, down the line. But what was what was it like in uh, in the Showboat when Chelsea Green showed up in her visor and face mask? What was?
1: It was funny because so many people were trying to figure out who it was. <laughs> And like you can hear the wait. murmurs of it was this person it was this person i was like y'all don't see these boobs like it's clearly chelsea <laughs> wait
2: so she she was just there she was just there in the the showboat all night in the we
1: didn't i didn't now i was there since 11 because i had to okay. go, go with Faye. yeah she had the jcw show earlier so i was there with the crew helping gotcha. out and i didn't see her at all i saw okay. everybody come through i saw you know moxley when he came in did not yeah. see that woman one time so she surprised me But I was like, when I saw the boobs, I was like, that's Chelsea. Okay. Everyone in the crowd crowd was like, who is that? Who is that? I think it's this person. I'm like, nope. I see boobs, guys. I just, I wasn't,
2: because I wasn't sure if she had run in from the back or if she had just been sitting like in the crowd for a while with that, the the visor and the face shield on.
1: I actually didn't see where she came from when she ran in because of where I was. That was by the merch table. OK, and the camera. So I didn't see where she ran in, but it was just funny hearing people trying to figure out who it was and they were completely wrong. That was great. <laughs> great for me.
2: Fantastic. But Chelsea Green, not the only one making her, her GCW debut uh, on Saturday, the freaking Briscoe Brothers showed up <laughs> out of nowhere to challenge Really, if there are any two people who, if you told me were actually Briscoes in disguise, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice, the the GCW Tag Champions, I would completely believe that they're Briscoes. But they they stood toe-to-toe with Mark and Jay. It's looking like that match is going to be happening in, in L.A. But... GCW kind of on a hot streak right now, especially now that apparently Ring of Honor is is letting more than just Jonathan Gresham work independent dates. They have uh, they've been letting some some folks. Enter that forbidden beaded curtain that everyone's been having fun with in <laughs> New Japan. Curtain. The beaded, it, it's not a door anymore. A door you have to like turn the handle. There's steps to opening a door. It this is walking you, through. Yeah, this you just you just walk in and, you know, make a bit bit of noise with the beads clacking against each other, but other than that, it's not it's not a door anymore. But yeah, ROH entering in with MLW, with New Japan, with AEW, uh seeing seeing the all of these, you know, possibilities come together feels it. It does make for some real, real exciting times. Now, what would you, what'd you kind of think of the Briscoes in GCW? Because like personally, I think okay. it's the best fit ever.
1: First of all, you know I popped. Yes. Anytime I see the Briscoes anywhere, I'm yeah. like excited. So um, I think they got the pop mm-hmm. of the night. Cause no, like I didn't see them come in either yep. at all. So I think that was a perfect fit, especially coming in with them. That, yep. that group together, yep. that's perfect um definitely don't be surprised if you see some other special roh people popping in and
2: out i i it seems that way because especially with gcw heading towards the hammerstein ballroom which yes i know a lot to a lot of people that's an ecw venue but to especially to a lot of modern wrestling fans hammerstein is an roh venue like we think of the the huge shows that ring of honor especially during the gabe sapolsky and the carrie silken eras and all that um Mm -hmm. So it it would make sense if ROH is 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 gonna have their presence felt when another independent company starts coming in on their territory. I mean, hell, the, all all that's left is for GCW to run Baltimore at this point. Um, Listen, and, the,
1: and they're doing it. They're, they're it's coming. <laughs> I, I I don't
2: doubt it. I saw there were some TBD dates on. Uh, Brett Lauderdale's schedule and Baltimore is a, is a hell of a wrestling town. Shout out to former podcast guest, uh, Jimmy seafood. Um, <laughs> Baltimore a hell of a, a hell of a wrestling town. I'm almost surprised GCW hasn't run Baltimore yet, but all things, uh, all things in due time,
1: but timing is perfect.
2: If we're, if we're going to talk about GCW, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the main event. Cause it's, it's not just Mox versus gauge. It was Mox gauge and, and presenting the title was the hardcore icon Mick Foley, essentially giving his uh, his stamp of approval to GCW. What was that moment? What was that moment like in the showboat? Because like that's that felt good. Yeah. It felt
1: good. Like especially if you are a fan of hardcore wrestling, mm-hmm. it was chef kiss. It was it was perfect. Him telling you know fuck Matt Cardona that was great. Mm-hmm. That was perfect. I don't. I want to go back before we go to that. Did I don't yeah. know if the camera caught when. Um, one of the briscoes fell off the ring no they did not they did
2: not please tell me everything about one of the briscoes eating shit
1: i think it was jay so okay was trying to get on the top rope completely mad hardy that bad boy and <laughs> <fell on> the- <laughs> i have a picture i'm gonna show it to you later oh lord yeah about. i was like i wonder if they got that on tv they so- did not that sucks <laughs>
2: Send me the picture. I'll I'll have that up at Ross W Berman IV on Twitter at, at some point. We'll we'll get you got you got to post that as well. We'll make this a multimedia experience for the uh, for the Thomas yeah, Island
1: meantime.
2: listeners. <laughs> but oh man, I, but yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm now excited to see how they play off of that because like the Briscoes are indestructible, so they'll just start falling off of stuff. Left Dude, right. it was
1: so funny. Like, I mean, straight up and down, feet in the air, hand mm-hmm. on the apron. Like, it was perfect. But,
2: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> as
1: far as the, the main event, the main event was great. Like, the energy was so good. It was people paying homage to mm. Mick Foley, of course, being of course. who he is. Him being so humble. It's like he almost doesn't know that he's Mick Foley. Well,
2: and that's, that's the mean? other thing about him giving a stamp of approval. There's a lot of hardcore hardcore legends who, for lack of a better term, are just pieces of shit. I mean, like, yeah. complete, absolute horrible people. Mick Foley, not that very, very, quite the opposite. I've met one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. Uh, absolutely, uh, a, a sweetheart. And so the fact that someone that has that kind of reputation is giving a stamp of approval to GCW, I think does more than if you just, if you just had any of the old, any of the old hardcore yeah. guard. He was
1: just, he was really, really sweet. Um, mm-hmm. and the way he interacted with the people just kind of, because he kind of walked around a little mm-hmm. bit, but of course, he couldn't do but so much because GCW yeah. is a crazy place. He complimented my hair. I felt good for the rest of the night. That was oh cool yeah for me. <laughs> <laughs> but the energy for that main event was crazy. It's like you couldn't even get Moxley's name out before he gets cracked over the head with a, yep. with a light dude. No, yeah. So as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, buckle up. This is what we're doing. <laughs> so we're in here.
2: It was a it was a wild wild main event. If you haven't seen GCW Fight Club, I, I highly recommend it. It was a great show. Yes. Uh, Aftermath was also very good, but I it it didn't have the it, it didn't have the news that that, that Fight Club yeah. did, uh, especially with I mean that main event. I know you guys were enjoying it in the showboat, but I was watching it home and they had Mick Foley on commentary. Oh, did and they? So, yeah, and so you have Mick Foley, Dave Prazak, and Kevin Gill kind of doing this three man okay. three man booth and. Mick still has it. Like you remember how in like I want to say like the end of the two thousands, Mick was doing some color commentary on SmackDown every yeah. now and then. He hated it and he quit. He's so good at commentary, like just he's just good at talking. He's good he's, at talking, but the mic he's good. But it's it, there is there is a specific skill set for commentary, especially in the way that he was able to. He 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 didn't come in there and bury people like a lot of legends will do when they do commentary. Like where he's just yeah. like these guys don't got shit on me. They don't got shit on the guys I've wrestled. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, that was a good you know move or whatever. But he was he was into it and he was invested. He sounded like he was well informed on the product. He kept kept telling Renee that he was very sorry every time Mock would start bleeding. <laughs> like he was, I'm. I know that he's not. He doesn't want to do commentary. He likes to be a part of the action. But man, someone's yeah. got to throw some money at him to to put him on on think, the mic.
1: I think the the special thing that he has is the fact that he loves wrestling. He st- he yep. hasn't lost that love for wrestling yet. And yep. I think when you get those legends, they have been so battered and and bitter mm-hmm. that they just don't love the business anymore. But he still loves it, so he's going to tune into the product. He's going to be well informed of the 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 talent so Mm -hmm. that i I gotta run it back to hear that i didn't i didn't even hear it
2: oh yeah no i i if you haven't if you were there at the showboat live i highly recommend dropping a few bucks for the the stream because you get you get mick foley calling a nick gage match i mean it really that's all i feel like i need to say um (laughs) but gcw not the only company making waves lately Uh, Just a couple hours before we went on the air, AEW had a huge-ass announcement that I'm very excited to talk about because originally we had known SmackDown's going to be supersized this week. On Friday, because of the way the MLB playoffs are going, SmackDown's going to be on Fox Sports 1 instead of two hours. It's going to be two and a half hours, which means you're going to get that (laughs) half-an-hour run over into, into AEW Rampage. But now... Tony Khan has announced that they aren't going to be competing with WWE just for the half hour. They're going to be bringing in at about 9 p.m. on YouTube a buy-in. Yes, the pre-show usually reserved for pay-per-views is going to be before Rampage, and on Friday's buy-in... With no commercials, free on YouTube to anyone with an internet connection. I mean, you can watch this in public. <laughs> you can watch this at a public library. If you're going to be at the uh, Chicago Sky game, you can watch it there. You can watch it wherever the hell you can get an internet connection. You're going to have Lee Moriarty versus Bobby Fish. First of all, hell of a match. Good show. It's going to be Lee Moriarty's first official match since being signed uh, by AEW. But then the main event of the Great. buy-in. For (laughs) AEW Rampage, free on YouTube. So yes, I see some people saying they don't get Rampage in Canada. You get YouTube, you're going to get this match. (laughs) So even if you don't get Rampage, you're going to get this match. Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, versus the King, Minoru Suzuki. I'm going to say this again, because I know I, I I strung that out a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki free on YouTube this Friday. I mean, Tony Khan is just—he's just showing off at this point. Like, we don't deserve him right now. I'm, yeah, no, like I, you don't. If you've listened to this podcast, I have been critical of him in the past. I've been critical of AEW. <laughs> I will find the wet blanketry in a lot, but man, like, it's first of all to know that he's going head head to head with WWE for the first time since NXT was moved off of Wednesdays. To then load up a free youtube show like this just to really twist the Sticking twist in. the knife yeah because like <laughs> it's not like it's not like people were nervous about aew going up against smackdown they were like oh this is gonna be fun we're gonna like it it was already right. the knife was already in there but man once you, you once, to turn it yeah once you make that danielson suzuki match you're really you're really trying to trying to grab people and i just i gotta i gotta salute it because like the other option is Brian Danielson versus Suzuki is some undercard match that isn't for a title like on full gear or something. And, and that's fine. Don't get me wrong. I I'll be very happy to see an undercard Suzuki versus Danielson match. Yeah, but There's just a little more. There's a little more spark when you know it's the reason everyone's watching like the re like.
1: they're going to put some extra stank on it. You know that. Oh, yeah. You no, know they're going to. Oh, my God.
2: Well and and also the fact that, that Danielson has not had a pay-per-view match yet. His his yeah. first three singles matches in AEW are against Kenny Omega, Nick Jackson, and now Minoru Suzuki. We're getting That's that dr- we're getting that dream match tour that uh that he kept promising back when he was like I'm going to I'm going to wrestle Grand Metalik every week. It's going to be great. <laughs> um and now now we're really we're really getting it. We're getting those flashes of, of Brian and the G1 because he's going to be taking on Suzuki. We're getting those flashes yeah. of of the the things that are possible. I don't know. What do you what do you think of, of Danielson versus Suzuki? What do you think of, of just this? I don't know. The Friday night shootout, the Friday night skirmish, whatever you want to call this, this kerfuffle that they're going to get themselves in.
1: I'm hyped. like yeah. everyone else hates the discourse between A.W. Fuck that. I'm with it. Yeah, I like it. I want to see them battle out. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you.
2: I'm playing both sides against the middle, and the middle are the fans. Like as long as exactly. w like as as long as they keep throwing these shots across the bow, wrestling will be fun. Because the last thing you want is for there to be as much wrestling as there is right now, and for it to be a chore. Because like
1: exactly, that's like, what I'm saying. That's what yep. people fussed about for so long is mm-hmm. how taxing it was to watch wrestling on TV now. So now you have – you're literally getting dream matches, yep. like, live and in color. Granted, there's not too much storyline, but at this point, it's, it's but, Ryan and Suzuki who give a look, fuck about look, the
2: storyline. But and also, yeah, and also look at the independents. We don't – like, yes, I think people like stories, but, like, every independent right now is just doing dream matches. And so why right. can't why can't we do some dream matches on national TV? Why can't we do I, some –
1: I tell people all the time, AEW is literally just the independent scene on TV. Yep. Like yep. that's literally all that it is. And as someone who loves independent wrestling, I love it. Like they have their issues, of course, mm-hmm. but that shit is lit to me. I am very excited. And you know, I love Murder Grandpa. Oh so yeah, I'm with it. No, I'm with,
2: <laughs> I'm I'm even with like here's here's how with it I am. I heard about this match and immediately was excited for it, despite the fact that Brian Danielson decided over the past I don't know, sometime within the past week to remind everyone of what he wrote in his book and what he said in wwe documentaries which is that in the past he's lied about his medical history uh which again this is also something that that nigel McGuinness has cited when wwe came to nigel McGuinness and brian danielson but nigel was honest with them about where his health was at and that's why he's you know an announcer daniel brian brian danielson was apparently not White is forthcoming, and that's why he got hired. And then we saw where the the head injury route took them. According to Brian, on multiple occasions, the reason WWE stopped stopped kind of relying on him to be in big match situations like that was because Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Because they couldn't necessarily trust him to be forthright about his health, even if yeah. now he's being completely forthright. If it's something you've already lied about, it's gonna, it's gonna color people's uh, uh, reactions. Yeah. And so I was walking into this going, I, I, I don't know about this Brian Danielson run. The man's a ticking time bomb. He's still doing the diving headbutt, and apparently Tony Khan's okay with the fact that like he could, he could just he could missawa at any time. He could die in the middle of the ring and. We, we've been point, warned
1: you you hate that you hate to say it that bluntly but at the same time self accountability comes in at some yep. point you know what i mean if, yep. if this is the hill that he's gonna you know almost literally die on you know mm-hmm. what i mean we don't want to see that at no. all but i mean guy I, uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I don't know why in the hell he brought that back up. I was like, dude. What well, you right before this isn't because.
2: Well, well and, and it's and I. I think I think it does come from that place of I've lied so much before about my health that now I have to be so honest that I yeah. even have to bring up you know the the stuff that I've done wrong. I the do fact that. I did lie. <laughs> yeah. No. And I, I I respect that part of it because like I I would rather him be open about it than secretive about it, but if he's going to be open about it, he has to deal with the fact that people like me are going to clutch our pearls and go, what do you do? You have a family. Exactly. You, have oh a, right. you, you have a wife, you have a young child, and I don't get me wrong, I understand that there are some sacrifices an artist make. There are, there are a number of times I could have gone the, the normal route of data entry, and I didn't, and so I understand where Danielson's coming from. But I also, as a musician, I don't have the same risks that Danielson does, exactly. especially now that he's still doing the diving head. But especially now that he's gone back to being the American Dragon. But you I bring mean up- I make
1: jewelry? Like the best thing I'm going to do is probably like stab my finger yeah. or something. So, I mean, no, exactly. Like,
2: exactly, exactly. exactly. And so I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand why I. And, and this is again wrestlers are built different cuz there have been a lot of wrestlers. and I da- Danielson's not the only wrestler who's not yeah. the most forthcoming about his health I mean hell that's I'm pretty sure that's how Shibata ended up the way he did oh, yeah. he just he just kept headbutting until he couldn't headbutt no more um yeah. but that's but that's why I get scared like I'm I'm a wrestling journalist I've seen the video of Silver King I've seen the video of Perro del Aguayo Jr. I've I've seen the Masawa video it's out there it, yeah. I don't yeah. want to I don't I don't, don't want to have to see, see that it again. again. Exactly, yeah. but I also really want to see Danielson versus Suzuki, so I'm torn. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm this is this is what I'm saying. I'm putting the mm-hmm. the Brian Danielson is a ticking time bomb discourse on the shelf until after Suzuki, and then if there are any more dream matches, I'll put it back on the shelf probably again because I'm a wrestling fan. But
1: uh, I, I, I'm kind of like at some point you you want him to hang it up just yep. to you know for self preservation purposes and kind of mm-hmm. just like be a trainer, be a coach, be. Yep. A QT Marshall, if anything. You know what I mean? He's not he's not rolling every every week. He comes nope. in, does a couple of matches, you know, once every however much he wrestles. <laughs> Do something like that, but preserve yourself because I don't I want you to retire because you want to, mm-hmm. not because you have
2: to. Absolutely. You know and what I mean? And that's that's where I'm at with a lot. Cause like uh, it's the same with like Matt Hardy's diving leg drop. I I've seen the x-rays of his back. I know what's going on with his back and his hip. I don't I don't like to watch it. I, I don't want I don't I want Danielson. like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like that
1: with Jeff Hardy. I have yep. said so many times I love Jeff Hardy, but I want that man to retire so bad because I'm like, okay, you still got it. Yep. But you ain't got it that much. Like you got well, one or two swan left in you, baby. You got to hang that up.
2: Well, and, and he might be a guy like like Brian Danielson, where if he really wants to to do what he's capable of right now, WWE might not be the place to let him because he also has he has a history of injuries. He also has a history of not being forthcoming about the, the state truth? he's well, in. Yeah. Let's let's look at, you know, TNA Victory Road 2011. Um, but he Obugly. yeah. And so I, I can understand WWE being overprotective of, of some of these guys. I don't I don't like to side with WWE, but sometimes sometimes you can see it, but it's also the wrestling business. And so you do kind of have to just back away and say, well, he's he is a grown ass man making decisions for himself. Uh, And so we'll see either way. I'm excited as hell for for Suzuki versus Danielson on friday i'm excited
1: about lee and and bobby too
2: lee and bobby fish that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big passing of the torch match i can already let me let me
1: blow the horn just for lee because y'all know that's my boy yep so seeing him get this moment man come on if there's anybody on the independent team who was who was like worthy of what's happening right now lee is at the top of the list and Mm -hmm. i'm oh i'm so happy for him i can't wait for that one
2: well, it's, it's like, it's Lee and Daniel Garcia are the two guys that really prove AEW is listening to what fans want from the independent yeah. wrestling world. Because, like, WWE will sign independent favorites. They do it all the time, but they don't...
1: But they put them in the trash can. Like, well, yeah. The, the buzz goes off.
2: Well, it's not even that they put them in the trash can. They they then make them their own thing. And so, like, Daniel yeah. Garcia wouldn't be Daniel Garcia. Lee Moriarty wouldn't know. be Lee Moriarty, whereas AEW is literally just picked these guys up off the independents and said, here, do what you've been doing. Do your thing. And and we're now at the point where this is the, I think this is the first Rampage where Daniel Garcia isn't announced. Yeah. This is the I don't think like, he's on there. Yeah, no, this, it, it's, yeah. it, it, he might, there's still time for them to announce a Daniel Garcia match, but Mr. Rampage is not, a bit, is not on, uh, on Rampage this week. But considering the fact that he's as new to the company as he is, the fact that he's already Mr. Rampage, Mr. Rampage is insane, is nuts. Um, and so that is, that's one place where I am, I, I, I am very happy with with how uh, how AEW's going WWE currently in the middle of they've drafted their rosters. They're waiting for the draft to take effect. So that tells you how much we're supposed to be paying attention to what's going on these next couple of weeks. I guess I don't. I, we got the road to crown jewel. We got the Queen's crown tournament for about six minutes for every three hours. We've got the King of the Ring tournament, which has some interesting stuff going on. Xavier Woods is on a hell of a run, but it feels like there was some real easy money and some real easy viewership in the idea of a Kofi versus Woods friendly competition uh, semifinal. They decided that's not the route they're going to go. Woods is going to be taking on Jinder Mahal to avenge his his fallen comrade Kofi Kingston. Uh, That was stupid. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, what what do you kind of think of the, the King of the Rings so far? We'll start with the Xavier Woods, Kofi, gender thing. That, I was like, why would you not do that? Mm-hmm. Why would we
1: not have New Day against New Day? But then at the same time, I was also worried uh, about Kofi possibly winning because just mm-hmm. think about it. King Kofi Kingston oh. on a t-shirt is going to look ugly.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's so the I'm same confident. reason... I'm, that's why I'm glad Karrion Cross wasn't in the, the tournament. There's just right. some guys that shouldn't have King added to their name. If you think about Karrion
1: Cross with that, Jesus. <laughs> God, I, I, I would only like it
2: if he puts the crown on top of the helmet, and so it's literally a hat on a hat. I can't
1: deal with it. But I feel like for the King of the Ring tournament, if Xavier Woods doesn't win this, what the hell was the point? Yeah. Uh, you know what it, I mean? Because he's the reason why this is even a thing, really. Because he championed so hard to bring King of the Ring back. Now we have it. You have two people in New Day already been WWE champion. Like, it just makes sense for, for Xavier to get this.
2: You know, and I, I would be with you if on the other side of the bracket they didn't have Sami Zayn taking on Finn Balor. Which, if you know anything about the, the King of the Ring tournament, to anyone who has been paying attention to WWE programming... Um, the King of the Ring tournament is going to end at Crown Jewel in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And if you, I was going to say, if you know anything about Sami Zayn, it's that he is not going to be at the Crown Jewel show in Saudi Arabia. So it's very likely that Finn Balor is going to be in the finals of, of Crown Jewel. Finn Balor
1: yeah, this, versus Xavier Woods. That's versus
2: exactly Woods or Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal.
1: Not looking at that. Not listening to that at all. Not I listening to that at all. There. Okay.
2: All right. Well, <laughs> you're not putting that in that universe, dude. That's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. India is a huge heel in Saudi Arabia, and so it would be an easy way to get the crowd reactions if they did. The crowd reactions they want, I should say. If they get did, did Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal. I agree. I hope. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> but even if it's Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods, I do worry about WWE deciding this is where we make the Demon King. He's been the demon, oh. but now he can officially be a king because he won the tournament. And that that's that's that's, that's what makes that's me nervous. Stupid. That's I,
1: stupid.
2: And then but then you can have and I'm, I'm obviously being Bruce Pritchard or Vince or whoever the hell <laughs> decides these things. But then but then Xavier Woods can be so heartbroken that he can spend the next he can spend months on up, up, down, down, hyping it up, and then he can be in the Royal Rumble, and we'll all assume he's going to win, and then he's not He's not going to win the Royal Rumble. But he's going to really – he's going to get that sympathy behind him. I don't know. I I can I, – there's part of me that –
1: about the money. See, here's the thing. I'm, I'm looking at marketing. You know I'm always looking at marketing, right? So yeah. I'm looking at this like if Xavier wins, you know all the costumes and things that New Day does when they come out and oh, yeah. how they – think about the money that's gonna be with king xavier woods he's probably gonna come out with like a minecraft c- crown or some shit <laughs> like think you know, about it like it's just too perfect but i can also see them doing this demon king shit which is gonna piss yeah, me off because like, like, then
2: then you get to sell like a weird dark crown to like with, all the, of...
1: with the dreads and shit yeah exactly because like oh, you
2: you also have to remember wwe doesn't have the fiend anymore and so they need yeah. they need some kind of spooky lore filled character. Alexa Bliss isn't quite cutting it for people. Maybe cutting <laughs> it for Chucky. Absolutely, she's cutting it for <laughs> she's she's cutting it for Chucky. I'm very excited <laughs> about the fact that we are this close to getting Brad Dourif, uh, legendary character <laughs> actor uh, and voice of Chucky on WWE Raw. But it does it does kind of it does feel like Finn Balor has this momentum behind him. He just got done with a feud with Roman Reigns. And I, I don't was know. That a
1: feud though? That was just weird. It was,
2: uh, anytime he bring anytime he gets beat and then brings out the demon, I consider it a feud. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend it was Citizen Kane or anything, but they had multiple <laughs> matches. They had multiple matches that ended with, uh, with, with the, the, the demon King. And he also lost because the ring, the top rope snapped. And so like, this could be his way to to build back for vengeance. I don't know. I'm I'm you see my face. Do you yeah. see
1: my face with that? Did you see the video from the ring snapping?
2: Yep, no, and I and I, I I see the the expression of what, why that is coming on your face that I assume is coming on a lot of the listeners' faces right now. <laughs> and I will always stand by this. The number one reaction that WWE wants to get people to have is what? Why? Because what the hell, because what the hell keeps you watching because you have to figure out what the hell's going on and so you have to keep you know even if you don't want to you have to keep watching to get that get yeah. that tonic chord. like if if you get a big you know happy moment that's that's a good place for people to leave i mean hell look at the marvel cinematic universe Endgame happened yeah. and all of a sudden people are like cool i can get the hell off of this ride now i don't need to watch another 20 movies i'm, I'm at the end yeah
1: and but i, I mean- think they but okay so mm-hmm. the the ring breaks and then we of yep. course see the unfortunate video of what actually happened so this is a part of the storyline now what the fuck are y'all doing with it like we haven't but talked is, about this ring snapping at all
2: <laughs> well but because uh, from what I understand the kayfabe is the ring snapped and then the, fa- the a fan was the one that pointed out that it was a stagehand or a cameraman or something cutting so I don't know if that's necessarily part of the story or just. Some, you know, them getting so lazy, the smoke and mirrors are right there and people are filming it Um, because like, I don't know, I, I'm hoping that they reveal it was like the Miz or something was was the not one the to. Miz. Well, he he I'm, I'm thinking of people who haven't been on TV for a while who need something to do. It would make sense if the Miz like cut the rope, but I I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're trying to paint it as a fluke. So that way, next time Finn Balor goes up against Roman Reigns, they're not going to be able to say, well, he beat him once before. You know, it's, it's, especially we got, I was was
1: thinking, honestly, because we had the reports that AEW's not talking to Bray Wyatt. I was thinking maybe this is their way of bringing the fiend back, saying that this is some weird force that snapped the ropes or some shit like that. And then we finally get the fiend versus the demon because no one knows what's going on with Bray Wyatt. You know, there's the talk of possibly impact, but Mm -hmm. you know, AEW already said we haven't talked to him at all. Yep. So, you know, hearing that they were kind of upset, about the fiend being released i'm thinking they may be trying to work that back in
2: from your lips to vince's ears because like i really do think that i don't think the even if he's not the fiend i don't know where kendall windham fits in Mm. aew or even even impact he could do like a a bray wyatt like thing but then then you run the risk of exactly you run the risk of, of being a copy of a copy um yeah. and so i i'm i'm with you i think wwe is the place for bray specifically bray wyatt i think they have yeah. the the ability to make him wild i'm seeing people in the, the the chat bring up the idea of maybe it was maybe it was willow the wisp they keep talking about the idea of jeff hardy bringing in his uh alternate Jeez, persona into the wwe universe uh, i can't it,
1: see the chat but if that happens i'm coming for all y'all <laughs> <Okay. saying> that. <laughs>
2: To be fair, I think Corey's in Canada, so it'll be it'll take some doing to get to him. Um, but yeah, it definitely uh, it. I don't know i I hope it's Woods winning the King of the Ring for the, the the good moment of it. But I am one of those people who, when I see WWE get in, I, I've seen them get in their way so many times. and I'm like, well, here's a way they could trip on their feet. Here's a way they could trip on their feet. There's they got a lot of open. They got a lot of they got a lot of rakes to step on. Let's put it that way. Yeah they have a lot of rakes that they could be stepping on and i i i i hope i hope i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong about that i hope that i'm wrong about the queen's crown tournament and that soon it will start to mean something but right now
1: yeah i'm not invested in that at all and that's weird for me
2: they don't give you time to invest you you, by the by the time you're starting to invest the match is over that's that's what happens when you have a very short match I'm Um, like, what
1: are we doing? Like, let's not even do this. Like, if you're going to do it, don't half-ass it. Like, let's do it. You know what I mean? The only thing I'm invested in right now is like Naomi and Sonya's storyline right now.
2: Yeah, and it it kind of reminds me of like like the the opposite of the mix match challenge. Because remember when the mix match challenge was happening and everyone was pissed off that it was on YouTube or whatever? Yeah. Now it feels like they're like, here we've put your tournament on TV. shut up and take yeah exactly and then and then just just to really throw some salt in the wound they're like oh and they're only going to get like three minutes per match because fuck you um like there is there there are some times and i i i think i think they even think they're doing this lovingly but there are a lot of times where wwe is just in the business of flipping off the audience and and hoping that and hoping that the audience likes it some of them do some of them don't but you know the billions are still there uh it it definitely it feels like the queen's crown tournament is an afterthought i mean hell even the fact that it's not the queen of the ring makes it kind of feel less like i know they don't want to make it like oh it's it's the pink version of king of the ring but it also it it also kind of makes it seem like it's this other thing yeah they that they forgot was happening uh you know because it's like they 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 didn't they didn't give it the name they didn't give it the status we'll see the if they
1: feel yeah the we'll promotion. see we'll
2: see if the we'll see if the final feels competitive but we, i i'm i'm in doubting three
1: minutes, it it's not I'm yeah sorry. i'm, and, I'm and doubting it, it. it it's a bunch of women three minutes isn't enough for women let's talk yep. about it no matter what we're talking about three yep. minutes isn't gonna cut it so nope. come on guys
2: <laughs> no because and no and you do bring up a good point we haven't been given the time to invest in a lot of these characters that we have into the men's roster and so when you add the fact that we haven't gotten the time to invest in the characters we haven't gotten time to invest in the matches. What the fuck are we supposed to invest in here? What are What am why, I supposed to exactly? What am I supposed to sink my teeth into? There's no. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Um, this is
1: definitely one of those participation awards for sure.
2: Yes. No. It's 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 to make sure that no one complains about the fact they're going back to Saudi Arabia. Right, that's <laughs> any anytime, anytime they do a big women's spectacle, it's usually right around October or so when they're heading back to Riyadh because, as we all know, Saudi Arabia is something of a human rights nightmare granted right. we're in america but kind of glass houses at the moment but still <laughs> still deserves to be said um but uh wwe while the main roster is not uh not quite clicking with people even even roman doesn't seem to be like now that they've brought in Brock and it's it's like all about heyman it doesn't even feel like roman is quite as important as he was over the past He's like the, few Heyman's months the
1: star i yeah. told you i said that on twitter i think yep. paul hayman is the star of this whole thing anyway because yep. without paul hayman roman wouldn't shine as bright as he is right now anyway like mm-hmm. all those little nuances that he does when he comes out when he speaks you know the shock and the fear that he gives a roman talks all of that makes the tribal chief what it is
2: mm-hmm. well and also part of it is Roman could be the worst, he's, he's not, but he could be the worst promo in the entire company. And as long as he has Paul Heyman, one of the best promos, one of the best talkers in the history of wrestling, staring at him lovingly, it's, it's the seal of approval. He could be literally, he re- yeah, him. he could be reading the phone book. And as long as Paul Heyman's standing there, I'm like, yeah, this guy's making some points. He's right. A he does, is. B does come after A
1: you need to put ricochet with paul Heyman because that guy is a nightmare thank like a you
2: microphone. thank Jesus. you that is a, or at a,
1: least a zelena vega yeah somebody Some, needs to have the mic for this dude
2: no i'm I, i'm i'm completely with you i think it, it makes a lot of sense that carrie and cross and uh ricochet have been kind of bouncing off of each other a lot lately because they're both characters who need a manager cross needs scarlet ricochet needs literally anyone um, anybody. Anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I am cheap. That's all I'm saying.
1: Uh, <laughs> right, I don't cost that
2: much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I'm even cheap for WWE. Um you No, know, add to
1: my belt collection. We got
2: it. We're good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're going to pay you in merch. Um That's but nice. yeah, and so it does kind of feel like it feels like Roman is taking a back seat to Heyman. Hell, even Brock has kind of taken a back seat to Heyman, which is so weird considering the way they brought Brock back. Um, yeah. But one brand that is really popping off right now, NXT. People yeah. cannot stop talking about NXT 2.0, specifically Braun Breaker. And yep, I see you making the hand signal. And specifically, <laughs> the man that de- the man that debuted last week to thunderous applause and a million memes, <laughs> Tony D'Angelo. The uh, the Chicago gangster with Atlantic connections uh, made his debut, tried to bribe the ref.
1: That was so perfect.
2: One with a, you didn't
1: see it. You missed it. It was so
2: good. Yep. He he tried to bribe the ref. He, he, he does the, the three-handed Moss covered family credenza as his finisher. (laughs) I mean, this guy is Italian through and through, uh, and, yeah, what what do you kind of think of the reaction to tony because like i get it but you and me we both love tony the the wrestler yeah. love the character what do you think of the reaction that he's been getting
1: that was fantastic so it was, it was i love the fact that so many people were so prepared for him nicole mm-hmm. like i didn't i didn't expect so many people to be in, as invested in it as they are yeah but that that this right here if they don't capitalize on this for, um, for I'm any- very when it comes to debuts, I get really nervous. But his debut was yep. perfect. It was. It wasn't too much. It was perfect.
2: <laughs> for for anyone that isn't is going to be listening to this podcast later, not watching watching the video, but when we say this, <laughs> what we're talking about is the 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 uh, the Italian American hand signal. Yeah, it's 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 what Ellen DeGeneres used to call the the, the toilet, the toilet paper <laughs> pull. Uh, it's, you know, you, you, you know, the emoji, you know what we're talking about. It's the Italian hand sign. But yeah, I think Tony D'Angelo is the first case, especially in the past couple of years of WWE truly being on the pulse of things. Because yeah. there was a, an article earlier in the summer where people started to notice man young people are watching the sopranos a lot like a lot like there's memes i even i there. no matter what political alignment you have there is a sopranos meme group for you i've seen yes. conservative <laughs> Sopranos memes i've seen socialist sopranos memes there it's just no matter who you are there are soprano memes for you and then you also add the fact that his debut came right after the weekend that the Many Saints of Newark, The Sopranos prequel, premiered on HBO. This is the first time that WWE has really said, like, hey, something is happening here. We've got a guy that that can capitalize on this. Let's fucking go. And it, I don't know it, who
1: they're listening to, but it was perfectly aligned. Well, and it,
2: it, I, you, you can't get no better than
1: that That particular yep. debut. No, honestly.
2: and that's, that's what I mean. It kind of feels like this is going to be a weird thing to compare Tony D'Angelo to. But it reminds me of goldberg in the way that wcw saw stone cold steve austin was getting huge and they said you know what we have we have a bald guy in black trunks (laughs) that we can send out there to kick some ass and it's 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 the same kind of vibe of wwe going like look these sopranos memes are everywhere even people that don't watch the sopranos are using that gif of tony walking down the boardwalk with a big shit eating grin on his face And in the aftermath of his debut, you're seeing memes upon memes. Whenever NXT tweets out anything about Tony D'Angelo, the engagement is insane. Uh, Even Liv
1: Morgan putting him over the way that she—that was crazy.
2: She's well, she's she's Jersey Italian. She has to. Uh, she she absolutely has. That's why I have to. There's there is an old agreement. Jews and Italians. We support each other <laughs> from time immemorial. And so I absolutely I'm, I'm a I'm a Tony D'Angelo guy through and through. WrestleMania 40. Give me Braun Breaker versus Tony D'Angelo. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's such a unique response because even even the name I just brought up, uh, uh, Braun Breaker. He's had he's had real good momentum behind him but he doesn't have the memes that tony d'angelo does he doesn't have that he he hasn't quite captured people's imaginations the way that tony d'angelo has
1: you know why i think that is why the name
2: yeah i'm telling
1: you that name is what's the only crippling he has because i can see you know as fresh as he is he'll probably be on the main roster by next year. Honestly, I don't yep. see him in NXT very long. But I, that name—it's like you want to get behind him, but it's like I'm not saying Braun fucking Breaker. I'm not saying that. That's stupid. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's kind of one of those things. But Tony D'Angelo, because mm-hmm. you, you have because you say it, and you have to say it with like the Italian accent a little bit. Yeah, well, you, the
2: hand. you gotta do that. Yeah, do the hand signal. Well, and that's that's I think the difference is like Braun Breaker. If you're a wrestling fan who remembers Rick Steiner, you and you remember Scott Steiner, you love Braun Breaker because like he mm-hmm. he's. He he! Yelled, he says bullshit exactly like his, his father and he uncle does. did. He the uh, the most recent episode of NXT they had him suddenly doing math like they are they are they are guiding him down that Steiner path, but he doesn't have the name, and so it becomes this like inside thing. Like there are plenty of memes about Braun Breaker, but there are memes about Braun Breaker in the way that there are memes about like the Shockmaster, where it's people yeah. who have, have been in this shit for a really long time that you know kind of get get the echoes that they're saying whereas with tony d'angelo you don't even have to watch wrestling you just have to know they've got this they've got this sopranos guy even though the funniest part of tony d'angelo every time they hype him up they show the chicago skyline he keeps talking (laughs) about how he's from chicago and even guys like sean ross sap who should know better are like this guy's from new jersey he's a new jersey guy right (laughs) And as someone in Chicago, I'm like, well, they did have him wandering around the docks. We don't have docks in Chicago. It's okay. So, yeah. No, and it, it totally works. Like, that's the thing. I just I just think it's so funny that they worked so hard to make him like this Al Capone Chicago gangster. And everyone's like, nah, he's Tony Soprano. He's, we he's... love
1: that, though. Oh, it's, yeah. It's... Listen, I, pr- I promise you, they hit a home run with this guy. Yeah. And if they stay in this vein, my only fear, because this is still WWE we're talking about, right? Yep. They always oversaturate things. If yep. they start having him come out with like, like pasta and shit and doing some crazy bullshit, that's mm-hmm. when I'm like, okay, you're you're taking away the authenticity of it. Like, let's just let this guy go. Well, he's, he's on a stride right
2: now. Well, and that's that's one thing I'm I'm real excited about is tonight on NXT we're taping this on Tuesday. So by by the time this episode comes out, it will have already happened. But uh, Tony D'Angelo is supposed to make an appearance on uh, a Lash Legends show, lashing out. <laughs> on on nxt and she's another character that like mm-hmm. i really i you know you talk about how ricochet needs a manager lash is great like she just yeah. she has this like personality to her and i i think her and tony d'angelo I think as long as this segment goes even passably, you're looking at the next like Stan couple for from what, wrestling fans. What's
1: that movie? A Brooklyn's Tale, a Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale, yeah. Ah, that's perfect. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm no, sold th- on that. When I saw them interact that one time, I was like, this, yep. "This has to happen. This is it."
2: Well, and and speaking as someone who has has hung out on the south side of Chicago, I have seen that conversation happen. I've seen a Tony D'Angelo talk with a Lash Legend so many times that like this is this is what i mean when i say that nxt looks like america right now like yeah. there are a lot of wrestling companies that look like wrestling companies but like nxt looks like i walked I, down the street i ran into hit row i ran into briggs and jensen <laughs> i ran it i've i met every single person in nxt
1: i've had my tony d'angelo moments as well yep. so i definitely understand how real
2: this is yep no i i, I do not doubt that i do not doubt that <laughs> Um, but it def it, it, it is, it's the, that little, it's that little extra thing that I think works. Like, I'm real excited to see what happens now that Hit Row is going to be on SmackDown because yeah. like that they are, they capture people's attention. Like they, they, no one, no one talks like Hit Row does. No one, you know, no one has the kind of, how do I put this? The, the promos that they've been doing, the backstage promos that they'll do, whether it's in the studio, whether it's backstage, they they feel like they hang out. And I feel yeah. like there are a lot of factions that don't feel like they hang out. Like LIJ, I don't actually believe that those guys get dinner together. I don't yeah. believe that the Pinnacle hang out. I believe yeah. that Hit Row, like, hangs out. I believe that they were hanging out before they were Hit Row. And so, like... I think mean,
1: that's something we talked about on the island before, too, yep. having factions together that feel like they are actually buddies as opposed to people that they just threw together in a grab bag. Yep. The only thing with hit bro, and I'll say it because a lot of people, you know, jumped on this guy for saying what I'm about to say, but I, I agreed with them. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like it was too premature for them to be called up. 100%. Yep. I think it was way too premature. Not that I don't think they're good. I love them. I think mm-hmm. um, B. fab has a lot of work to do personally. Mm-hmm. I love her, but she has a lot of work to do in the ring. Yep. I think they could have, um, Kind of pulled that out a little bit longer in NXT before they brought them up, but do I understand why they were brought up so early? Yeah, of
2: yeah. course. No, and, I, and I, my my whole thing is like I don't understand bringing them up so early because of how like central they were to those first couple weeks of NXT 2.0. Like, exactly. don't get me wrong, they're gonna have a lot more room for for Tony D'Angelo and all those kind of guys. And I'm I'm very excited. But I, I'm I'm curious to see what NXT looks like without Hit Row, and we still have a yeah. couple of weeks. Like I said, the draft doesn't really take effect until October 22nd, and so uh, Hit Row uh, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott is going to be taking on um, one of the members of Phantasma. I can't I'm, I'm blanking at the moment because I'm I've been up all night for G1 coverage. But it i'm def- so tired too i don't know yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, lo- look it up i'm sure it's on their on their youtube but uh it's going to be they they he's probably going to drop the north american title over the next couple weeks unless yeah. that that moves to smackdown santos thank you thank you Miao run love 34 in the chat he's he's taking on santos Ex- escobar for okay. the north american title um but it it is going to be interesting cuz i i have to believe legado del fantasma is going to be taking over that central role that that hit row kind of had because i don't i don't i don't see Braun breaker replacing five people i don't see tony d'angelo replacing five you know what i (laughs) mean unless he
1: brings his cousins
2: unless Unless he he brings unless he brings his cousins which hey more d'angelo's in wrestling (laughs) i'm so with that i
1: want to call somebody now
2: (laughs) i want him to bring his real cousins and then i want him to bring his his italian cousins where it's like you know we're we're cousins you know we have to have Um, a
1: mother we have to have an italian mother come in like you have to do that it has to happen
2: I, I need, like, right before his first, like, big title match, like, his little Italian mother, like, fixing his, like, gear and everything. Like, oh,
1: I'm so <laughs> Like, there. oh. Tell me he needs to eat more. I yeah.
2: Oh, I bring, bring, bring me in NXT. I've got so many ideas. I, I, I have, do. I have watched the canon. We will, we will, we'll will make a, we'll <laughs> make beautiful music together with Tony D'Angelo. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, it does, it, NXT is, it's, for lack of better term, it's exciting. It's it's it fresh. Is. It's colorful. It's it's wild. But it's going to be a wild week in, in, in wrestling. Like I said, NXT tonight we're gonna have uh we're gonna have some stellar stuff. AEW is in Miami. They're gonna be doing the in ring debut of Junior Dos Santos. I, I kind of mm-hmm. do want to touch on this because like AEW bringing in UFC. Well, not necessarily UFC. They're all former UFC fighters, yeah. but they're going real hard on that MMA versus wrestling thing. Wrestling might win. I don't know. I'm hearing from some from MMA reporters that like wrestling's bigger than MMA right now, or at least a little more yeah. hot. Uh, what do you kind of think of the the Dan Lambert American Top Team story that's going on in, in AEW right now?
1: I like it because it, bring, it starts to kind of like connect the dots with mm-hmm. mainstream a little bit. Yeah. Um, somebody actually hit me up on Twitter and asked me, "Do I think that wrestling will ever have like a Renaissance moment, like they had in the the Attitude Era?" I say, honestly, right now, because wrestling they had it on what what's the show blackish they were talking about okada okada and tanahashi yep yeah and in fact
2: paul walter hauser i guess in his most in his most recent movie uh paul walter hauser uh apparently had it was all written for wwe references and he's like hey i'm a pretty big aew fan can i just change these to aew and they were like yeah sure and so now aew is gonna be in a major motion picture being referenced by like by by Oscar nominee Paul Walter Hauser, so
1: that's what I'm saying. So like we're actually in a new version of what wrestling was during the Attitude Era. You know yep. what I mean? Because you have it on on television. You have Big E at the fucking fights. You mm-hmm. know, like and he's doing the opening for Wilder and shit like that. Like. Yep. things like this are done strategically to get everything to mainstream and people forget that because Mm -hmm. a lot of times people get frustrated when you see non-wrestling people come into wrestling but i'm like this is to put us on top as a community of wrestling fanatics you want to see that you want to see more eyes because the more eyes that means the more money the bigger the matches the more people they can pay you get your dream match you get your storylines follow me if you will you know yep. what I mean like you have to understand what's happening mm-hmm. so I think it's amazing like I'm not necessarily UFC MMA in invested but mm-hmm. I see what's going on and I appreciate it um so him coming in to me is is, is perfect I, oh, perfect
2: I'm I'm with you. and I, you do bring up a good point of that that mainstream thread because like I love wrestling fans we lose that thread a lot like a like more yeah. than more than a lot of fandoms in fact uh and so it, it is real nice to see a dan lambert talking like talking like a person that would talk about wrestling if they weren't involved in it you know what i mean like i feel like there are so many wrestling heels like mjf is a good example of this i think he's very good at pissing off wrestling fans but if you're not a wrestling fan you're just kind of like oh that guy seemed (laughs) you know yeah exactly whereas like dan lambert you kind of want to see him get punched in the face you You want to see him get fucked up no matter exactly and he has the he's done such a good job of in every photo having this face of god i'm here again yeah like just (laughs) the 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 face that he has that says thank god they're paying me for this shit." is just it's that next level thing that i i really
1: want yep that's what you want wrestling fans have this thing where we want wrestling to stay so closeted and like it's only ours and we, mm-hmm. we're so afraid for it to be tainted because then it's going to be, you know, that whole thing. It's going to be, yep. it's going to be not authentic. But I'm like, dude, we have like a celebrity wing in the fucking hall of fame. Like it's already tainted. What are mm-hmm. we doing? Like yep. you just have to take it for what it is and understand that this is a good thing for us. The yep. more eyes, the more money. This is what we talked talking about on the panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> more eyes more. no i'm 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 with you which is like i really do i feel like a the way dan lambert has kind of brought in that that kind of old school vibe that that outside of wrestling vibe but yeah. then you, you also add the fact that like i think there's a lot of people who want wrestling to stay closeted because mm-hmm. as we've seen from dark side of the ring wrestling is a fucked up business, like especially historically, like the the past of wrestling is a dirty, grimy, filthy place. But then, then you, you look at the way that how far it's come. Cause like uh, a, a good example of this is WCW, former WCW wrestler Crowbar Recently was uh, at, at an AEW dark taping. He was at the Philadelphia show because they, they did a lot of tribute to ECW and, and to the Philly independency and so Crowbar was there and one of the things that he really brought up was how welcoming the uh, roster was because like Crowbar, he's, he's a veteran and a lot of people in AEW have, have either worked with him or gotten physical therapy from him like he's not, I'm not going to pretend he's nobody. But he's right. not—he's not Ric Flair. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's not one of these giants of the wrestling world where like everyone's gonna be walking on eggshells, making sure they're real polite he's to like him. He's like a Norman Smiley, exactly. And so the fact that that they're welcoming Crowbar in with open arms really suggests that. The, and to the point that now Crowbar is saying, like, this is a different business from when I walked yeah. into a WCW locker room and everyone was mad and political and wanted to, you know, uh, carve each other's throats out. Now it's 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 a much different place, and so. I think the way Thursday nights on Vice are going, you have Dark Side of the Ring showing what wrestling used to be. And then you have MLW showing what wrestling is now. I was originally, yeah, I was originally like, I don't know about following Dark Side of the Ring with wrestling. It kind of poisons the well. But when you think about how far wrestling has come, and especially in the wake of comments like Crowbar made, might be, it might be the most brilliant thing to do right now to bring outsiders. Duality. Well, and because also duality. there are a lot of, because there are a lot of football fans who when Big E shows up at the Iowa game or boxing fans, mm-hmm. who, when Big E shows up at, at boxing going you go, Hey, that's great, but I still don't care about wrestling. Yeah. There are plenty of casual people, like non-wrestling fans that watch dark side of the ring that like now if you have them being brought into wrestling by MLW, they're, they're going to stick around. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend every single non-wrestling Dark Side of the Ring viewer is gonna be converted, but you're gonna get those eyes. And yeah, that's gonna you're gonna be important. get a
1: good amount of them because nothing draws people in like drama. And you hate mm-hmm. to say it, but it's true. Yep. Drama, messiness, you know, tragedy, trauma, that kind of thing is gonna draw people in. So you see something like Dark Side of the Ring, and then you see the next show of like. They go through this and then put on this kind of performance. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Or you see the evolution of what wrestling has become. Granted, still some really shitty shit going on. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to
2: sit here and pretend that the wrestling business has been fixed at all. I mean, hell, the the past 24 hours I've been watching Joey Ryan use a bunch of burner accounts to to oh my god string up david Bixen's band for getting alone. i mean like who the fuck cares um I'm but bad. no I'm, sick of him. I'm i'm with you there is there is a lot of bad stuff in wrestling right now but the fact that we're able but to it's, say it's bad stuff is kind of the the the, 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 the progress like there was there was a point where even if you said it was bad stuff you'd end up you in getting
1: a, your head chopped off yeah you end up in a ditch
2: somewhere in that in <laughs> memphis um but it it's it's gonna be a Big ass time to be a wrestling fan. Like this Friday yeah, yeah. is gonna be so much fun. SmackDown because like don't get me wrong, Rampage is gonna be fun. The buy-in for Rampage is gonna be fun, but WWE, they're not gonna hang on the ropes and let AEW get in a bunch of punches. Like oh, yeah. there's gonna be something big on SmackDown. I
0: don't
2: and know, so, what I, but something's happening. I, I really I think you bring up a great point that we're about to hit this renaissance, and I think I think this Friday is one of those shows that is one of those nights that's really gonna put us on the road to that. Uh, I can't we, wait. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be so much fun. And it's gonna and not only is wrestling gonna be fun, Tama's Island is gonna be a lot of fun. Like I said, is gonna be joining us a lot more. Uh Tama will be back likely next week. He's he's been traveling this week, but we're gonna have Kanesha on a lot more. We're gonna be having if you watched uh I believe it was last week or a couple weeks ago, we had Karen on. Karen's gonna be can be coming on a lot more. We've got we got some We got some fresh blood coming into Thomas Island and we thank you all. If you, whether you're subscribing on, uh, Twitch, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for chatting. If you're over at patreon.com backslash Thomas Island, thank you for subscribing. Hell, if you're just listening to this randomly for free, thank you for listening, your listens, (laughs) your, your subscriptions, everything. We could not do this without you. Um, Kanisha, before we, before we call it here, what, uh, where where can people find you online if you want them to find you? If you
1: want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Lola, L-O-L-A underscore B-L-U-U. If you have Instagram, you can just type in just me, lovely. And that's going to always be me. And if you need jewelry, I don't really have a lot of one today, but I do make jewelry. <laughs> so if you need anything, please let me know. And I got you.
2: Hell yeah! Get some of that jewelry. You can dress like a wrestler. There's a lot of wrestlers wearing Damn it now. Right. <laughs> it's uh, you're 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 practically making gear at this point. Um, I, I, you know? <laughs> yeah. No. I good on you. That's what I that's I've I've always respected the hustle. Um, Thank you. I, I If you need to find me, I'm at Ross W Berman IV on Twitter, Ross Berman IV on Instagram, Ross Berman Bandcamp for all my music. I got a real Got a real dark album coming out on October 29th. It'll be fun. It's all about America. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's oh, it's, I've got, I'm a few tracks into it. It's going to get, it's going to get weird. Uh, If you want to find, if you want to find Tama online, like I said, he'll be back uh, likely next week uh, at the good bad guy, Tama Tonga on Instagram, Tama underscore, yeah, let me make sure. Yeah. Tama underscore Tonga on Twitter. Thomas Island on Twitter and Instagram and obviously on Patreon. Thank you again for for tuning in and thank you for, Kanisha for for joining us. We will see you all. We'll see you all next week unless you're an islander. We'll see you Saturday for happy hour. Uh, take care y'all and have a good one.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom course with Thomas video versions of the podcast and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.